0: You found your home for real sports talk, for real sports fans, 1700 KBGG.
1: Hey everybody, welcome in on a Monday, Jim and Trent, we say hello to you. Hope you had a great weekend. We have a terrific show lined up today. 420, Tom Cakert, Hawkeye Report, will be our guest. The latest on the drunks of the Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't even know if they're going to have an offensive line or defensive line for Game 1. We'll ask Tom about that. Uh, 440, Todd Haslip, Sporting News, on the National Football League. 5 o'clock, Zuba Mahente from ESPN, and Wolfgang joins the show at 525. My partner, how are you? And have you finally recuperated from all of what took place last week? And by the way, a fantastic job on high school baseball.
2: Well, thank you very much for that, Jimmy B. It was a lot of fun. Another great tournament and another season in the books here as uh, baseball is over. And for really the school year, 2017-2018, this puts a cap on it. All the seniors now getting ready to depart going on to their careers, starting college, whatever it may be, and that officially ended it. Urbandale with the championship. Congratulations to them. They were top to bottom, incredibly good all throughout the year. Their senior right-hander, Luke Llewellyn, was outstanding. 13 strikeouts in the championship game as he got the complete game shutout, and Urbandale won it uh, 3 to nothing over Cedar Rapids. Wash Jimmy B. But I, uh, well, had a little bit of a problem on Uh-oh. Friday night. So Friday we Uh-oh. had two games, 5 o'clock and 7.30. Game right. two, yeah. Yeah. going late into the evening, and uh, it had been a long week to that point. I called three games on Wednesday, a game on Tuesday, three on Wednesday, two games on Thursday, and then was doing game two on Friday. I, I, was, I was worn down. Mm-hmm. But middle of the game, uh, see ball off the bat, foul ball, and it's, it's coming at us. And in a way, it, it was slow motion, in another way, It was incredibly fast, and I had no chance to uh, get the foul ball. So it's coming back at us. Jim, what do you do? You've called baseball for a number of years. I'm sure you've had foul balls coming back at you. Yes. What do you do in that situation?
1: Well, I, I can tell you a couple of times that happened to me. One, it came back, and my color commentator at that time, Nellie Bryles, was looking down at some notes, and it hit him right in the shoulder. Right in the shoulder. Knocked him right off the chair. So we were all dying laughing about that. Uh, another time uh, where one was uh, kind of like a lazy little bloop coming back. I tried to catch it. And, you know, you you can only move so far, as you well know. You got the headsets on and everything, and you're trying to call the game. So I stood up, reached out, tried to grab it, and fumbled it, and everybody booed me. No. Um, yeah, that was a tough one. But... I did make a a play on a foul ball uh, in Texas calling the game, and one came back, wasn't hit too hard. If they're hit too hard, Trent, I get the hell out of the way. I'm not hanging around. I'm not taking that shot. I can tell you that right now. But this one wasn't hit too hard, and I did make a play with my glove hand, my left hand, reached up and snagged it. And I got an ovation then from the fans. So they went from booing the hell out of me to a ovation, so I appreciated that. My question to you is, I want to hear the story, did you make
2: the play or not? Well, as the ball's coming back, I had a, a couple of thoughts. Uh, quickly in my head, it was, get out of the way. And uh-huh. yep. also in that split second of decision making, we well, got to make the play here. You got to reach out. So for a moment, I had the hand out. Then I pulled back because it was coming right at me. I was on the right side of the box. My color commentator, Gary Steenblock, he was on the other side. It was making a <laughs> beeline through my window. So I duck back. It hits right in front of us, right on the lip yeah. of the window is where it yeah. hits. It hits our crowd mic, our mic that picks up the sound of the game that was hanging yes. to out, toward, out on the window on the ledge there. Hits that. And the thing explodes, Jimmy B. You you see it. I got it right here with me. The thing absolutely goes into a million different pieces. <laughs> pieces are falling down below us and the people below. Luckily nobody yeah. was hit by it. So that's going on. But off the deflection, Jimmy B. Oh. I grabbed the ball. Off Woo! The, it, it wasn't a perfect play. It was there's a maybe you could consider it a bobble as it, it came in. But I made the play coming in, and that baseball's not going to a youngster. I'm, I'm holding on to that one. That stand with me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great
1: story. Look, I, I've been and I've, I've seen uh, television monitors get hit mm-hmm. with, with balls like that and just shatter the monitor. Uh, every once in a while, you'll see somebody hit a foul ball, and it uh, takes out a camera lens. We've seen that uh, on occasion as well. So it does happen from time to time. But I will tell you this, your first instinct, unless you're in the ballpark and you have time to react like a foul ball down the line or something, but when you're calling the game, and, and you were correct on this, your first instinct is to get out of the way. Right. <laughs> you don't want to get hit because you got to continue to work. So uh, you did the correct thing, but, man, I would have loved to have seen it hit that and watch it fly into pieces everywhere
2: oh man it, it would be uh it was a lot of fun it really was it something that i'll remember for a long time i'm gonna have to go back and go through uh go through the archives and see if i could find the audio of that and see how it sounded on the ear. because your mind's moving a, a million miles a minute and to have that it was a wake-up call no doubt jimmy b that woke me right up and uh, got us ready for the state tournament so that was what was happening with me over the weekend what grabbed your attention this weekend jimmy b in the world of sports
1: Well, I was, you know, watching baseball. I was watching the basketball tournament as well. And I'll get into that as the show kind of goes on. But I got to ask Tom Cakert, what's going on in Iowa City? Mm -hmm. Another offensive lineman busted for drinking, a defensive lineman busted for drinking and riding like eight guys on his moped. I. I mean, is is, is Kurt Ferentz going to have any guys on the defense and offensive line when they open up against Northern Illinois? That's what I got to ask Tom. Or is Kakert, if he's got eligibility left, is he going to have to fill in?
2: Well, that wouldn't be good. Nobody wants to see that. No, he doesn't have. You're right about he that. <laughs> yeah. He is well past eligibility, so that's not going to happen. Look, I,
1: I look, I I've I committed I committed many faults as a college student, okay, but. Man, oh man! If you're, if you're on the football team and you're only what a couple of weeks away now from camp opening up, mm-hmm. and you got a game coming up at the end of this month, uh, wouldn't you think you'd be at least a little more cautious? Or am I not seeing the the clear picture here?
2: No, I I think that's a, a fair way to look at it and wonder exactly what what's happening there and leadership questions that are out there. There's continued yeah. rumors about possibly other guys that are going to be happening. Brandon Snyder has been a name that's been mentioned a lot on Tom's site at Hawkeye Report. So, again, that's just another rumor that is out there, and we'll see if we can get any more information from Tom. But, yeah, this is concerning. And individually, each one of these things is not a big deal. And not to discredit an OWI, that's not what I'm saying. Individually, it was a young guy making a mistake. He had two other people with him on his moped he was over by a McDonald's maybe going through the drive thru on his way home. <laughs> yeah, that but driving drunk bad. Getting yes. when you you mistake a cop car for an Uber, not a good thing. The defections that we've talked about, the number of guys that have left the program here throughout this summer. Each one individually isn't a big deal. But when you couple them all together, we've seen yes. in the past where I was gone through rough stretches and a part of it has been what has been happening off the field? I think it leads you to wonder, what is happening? Is this the beginning of bigger issues, or is it a blip on the radar? And we won't know that, and we won't see that, but the leadership committee, I'm sure, has to get together. There's a lot of things that they have to talk about. So with all that, Jim, you at least have to you have to bookmark this and say, all right, let's see if this is the beginning of some cracks to the foundation. Iowa looks to be set up. This season, a great schedule, 2019 anticipate a lot of returning starters that would be back Mm -hmm. for that team. Iowa has a chance here to go on a pretty good run over the next couple of seasons, but these are the things that worry you.
1: I, I, I shake my head uh, when, when you see that the, the one where he was attempting to do the, the right thing. I think that was reef and he had called for an Uber, but it wasn't an Uber. It was a police car. Uh, so I applaud him for attempting to do the right thing. The other guys just knucklehead moves. And what happens? They open up against Northern Illinois, a team that is picked to win the Mid-American Conference, mm-hmm. a team that has beaten Iowa in the past, a team that has many returning players on offense and defense including a dual threat quarterback who is supposed to be really good and you're going to have guys sitting out this first game and people are going to say ah it doesn't matter it's it's a Mac school it's northern illinois it doesn't matter yes it will yes it will i remember central michigan coming in there and winning at Kinnick, and everybody thought, oh, we're going to pound, pound the Chippewas, and they ended up winning the game. This was, what, four or five years ago now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, those sort of things take place. And I agree with you when you say if it was just one thing here, one thing there, but it's it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But it's not. It's starting to accumulate and that means it is indeed going to carry on into camp. And as you referenced, other players might have issues as well. And other suspensions might be coming. This is going to be very interesting coming up when camp opens, Trent. A
2: lot on Kirk's plate as he gets ready to start year number 20 with the Iowa football program. We're going to take a break here. Coming back on the other side, as mentioned, we'll go over to Eastern Iowa, talk with Tom Kakert. From HawkeyeReport.com, a lot to get into with him. We're also coming to the end of the evaluation period in basketball. We know DJ Carton obviously has made his commitment to Ohio State a couple of weeks back. Where is Iowa sitting right now as it pertains to basketball recruiting? Want to talk to Tom a little bit about that and a whole Mm -hmm. lot more. We're with you until 6 o'clock here tonight. Jimmy B, as we get the time out, back with more in a moment on 1700. Now,
1: listen to 1700KBGG
2: on Alexa.
1: Say, Alexa, enable the 1700KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700KBGG.
2: Simple enough. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu. Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch every day. Recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road.
0: Save big on Select Eye Comfort mattresses at the Sirta Beat the Heat sales event. Hurry in today to Archer Home Center in Adele or visit SertaRetailers.com.
3: Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, deliver or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play.
4: That's 729 or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R.
0: Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing.
4: Pros and the no start with Lowe's, because Lowe's makes it easy to save big on building materials to finish any job. Need doors? Right now, you can save 10% on select interior doors and lock sets when you buy in bulk. Plus,
3: save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. Stop by or visit lowesforpros.com for details. So, pro, now that you know,
4: start with Lowe's. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions
3: apply. U.S. only.
2: Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference. Who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar, Every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero. Get registered today for the Susan G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27 and help us provide life-saving research and breast health services to women in our community. Visit KomenGreaterIowa.org DMRace to get registered today.
3: Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Look 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness one more time 515-650-1358 it's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness call 515-650-1358 that's 515-650-1358 South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at
2: Christopher'sRareCoins.com. Summer is here and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication A job well done and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online, wolfconstruction.net.
1: It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700
3: KBGG.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 6 o'clock right here on the Big Talker 1700 as advertised. Tom Caker is our guest, Hawkeye Report. He joins us here on the Big Talker 1700. Tom, good afternoon to you. Let's start first. Uh, When the first game against Northern Illinois, is Kirk Ferentz going to have enough offense and defensive linemen on the field and able to participate after what is being called apparently a couple of guys getting busted again for too much alcohol. He's gonna to have to suspend these guys at least one game. Is it all gonna be game one?
5: Oh yeah, it will be all game one. It's just a matter of you know, with uh Brady Reef he's already announced one game for the uh, public in talks and then uh Tristan Wirfs got into trouble this weekend uh, on a moped. I don't know how you put three people on a moped when one of them is, uh, you know, 315 pounds, but somehow they were able to do that, and uh, he had a little uh, alcohol in his system, and uh, he's, he's going to get at least one and maybe more uh, given uh, that he's underage, um, you know, three people on a moped... Uh, and uh, uh, .12 is not just a little minor incident. That's uh, quite a bit of uh, beverages being consumed when you consider that uh, he's a 300-plus pound lineman. That's a lot of alcohol going in there.
2: That's yeah, getting after it. And uh, quite the weekend for Tristan Wirfs, and we'll see how long that suspension is going to be. You have to assume at least one game and uh, possibly more, as you mentioned there, Tom. The thing that uh, is concerning, and there's a couple alcohol-related arrests here over the last week. There's some other rumblings going on we'll get into here in just a little bit. But this has been, for the most part, pretty quiet for Iowa football throughout the last few years. And we've seen a multitude of suspensions and guys getting in trouble. And that's derailed things on the football field. Uh, Any concern in your mind after what we've seen here the last week?
5: Oh, it should be a concern just because it's been, it has been really, really quiet for the past few years in terms of guys getting in trouble. Almost too quiet, and uh, now we've. uh, We should note that it's not been a lot, but it's been. You know, when you consider 125 guys on the team, and had uh, you know Brandon Snyder, who we'll probably talk about in a minute, um, got his uh, you know had had an incident in December, and he was. For that, and then we've had uh, a couple, um, you know, recently, and uh, those are concerning. uh, When you couple, uh, you know, guys leaving, but most of those guys were for playing time reasons. So, um, anyway, yeah, it's you you know, I I think what I would say is Kirk's probably going to be very, very happy to get those kids under lock and key uh, Friday when they start camp so uh, he doesn't have to worry about any more of these incidents for at least a month.
1: Tom Kagert is our guest on the Big Talker 1700 Hawkeye Report. We are talking Iowa Hawkeye football. Um, Tom, I'm interested because I just saw another poll that came out, and it referenced Northern Illinois as the best team in the Mid-American Conference. Now, we know when they had Jordan Lynch, they came into Kinnick and beat the Hawks that day. But the Hawks have played close games against Northern Illinois uh, a couple of times, which did result in wins. With what we just discussed, and with what Northern Illinois has coming back, studs on offense, defense, and a very good dual-threat quarterback, Could you see an upset brewing? Because I noticed in Las Vegas, the line has already dropped three points.
5: Yeah, is it it down to 10 now? It was at 13 when I was out there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it makes sense that it would would start to come down. Northern's a good team. I mean, they were very good last year. If they had a healthy quarterback, I think they would have been even better. And as you said, they're the preseason favorites. Um, You know, they be even better if they hadn't lost their, uh, their stud linebacker that transferred in the offseason I can't remember his name I think it was like Jenkins something like that but uh, um, Sutton is back at defensive end uh, really good quarterback they've got good skilled players um, you know they uh, I believe they went to Nebraska last year and won uh, so you know they're gonna they're going to present a, a real big challenge for Iowa
2: Sutton Smith coming off the edge 14 sacks a year ago, another eight-quarterback hurries, and now you're talking about a fluctuating offensive line. We've seen Kirk Ferentz throughout the tenure you know, move guys around, trying to find that right combination of five. It's going to be more difficult now as you're going to have a guy suspended for the first game, all those moving parts. First, who do you anticipate is going to get the start out there at the tackle spot for Tristan Wirfs in Game 1? Do you think it'll be the redshirt freshman, Mark Kallenberger, who is still... Looks to add a little bit of size, or could you see uh, Paulson jumping out there as he did in the bowl game a year ago?
5: I think it's going to depend on how healthy Levi Paulson is, because uh, Kirk admitted that he's still kind of coming back from some things. Uh, So um, if he's healthy, I think that gives him that option of a more experienced hand there. But you know, if I did guess right now, I would say Kallenberger is going to get the start, and uh, they'll I'll throw him out there at right tackle and see what he can do in his uh, you know, collegiate debut. He redshirted last year, so uh, he looked really good, um, uh, you know, in the spring game. I, I thought he was, uh, um, you know, played with a little bit of an edge. And uh, you know, they're really thin at tackle, though, because they don't have many natural tackle bodies that are ready to go right now.
1: Tom, this is uh, this is. We're, I, I guess we're, we're we're getting to the point now because NFL camps have opened. We get a game on Thursday night. Everybody now is just beginning to salivate over football, whether if it's college or the NFL. What's it like right now in Iowa City? In other words, do you get do you get a vibe that people are starting to really ratchet it up? Or are they still just kind of going through the motions and it won't get like that until you get closer to game day?
5: In terms of, like, the practices and stuff?
1: Yeah, no, just the the fans, people that you talk to, that that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Our emotions, yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah, I think things will get probably a little more after we get into August and maybe after Kids' Day, then I think people get really ramped up and excited. Uh, about uh, you know what's going on but right now i think everybody's (laughs) fans are trying to get their last vacations in, get some relaxation in before everything gets going
2: it's uh the anticipation for this iowa football season uh french is a top 25 hopeful with wisconsin you know that's the vibe we're getting after you got back from chicago did, did anything change for you last week tom did did you walk away either Iowa or somebody else just with a different feeling than when you went to chi Town with?
5: Um, not a ton, I, you know. I, I think I felt about the same uh, <coughs> um, about about every team right now. They they just it seems like uh, every you know everybody looks like they're going twelve and zero when they leave Chicago. <laughs> that's just, even Levy Smith and yeah. his beard were, thought they were going twelve and zero. So you know that's just. The nature of this time of year, I just kind of wait, and you know, we'll see what the products look like on the on the field. I mean, you know, you get left there thinking, uh, you know, Nebraska fans think they're going twelve and zero this year. Of so, course, uh, good luck to them. Uh, but uh, I, it's it's going to be um, an interesting year, I think. Uh, beyond Wisconsin, the Big Ten West is really really up for grabs between uh, several schools, including Iowa. And, uh, but it just, that, that Wisconsin game is just so huge for with season at this point. Uh, when you look mm-hmm. at, uh, just how it sets up, because if they stumble out of the game and then lose to Wisconsin, wait, well, you know, now they're just playing for a lower tier bowl at that point.
1: It, exactly. And, uh, look, we, we already talked a little bit about Northern Illinois. Iowa State's going to be a terrific matchup. You and I, I believe that Iowa will win that game and win relatively easily. But you're right, Tom. It, if they struggle against Northern Illinois, Iowa State, and then get beat by Wisconsin, oh, my gosh. I mean, the, the beating of the drum for going to the pinstripe bowl, or the Blue Bonnet Bowl, which doesn't even exist anymore, fans are really going to turn. I, I, I just I just think that would be just an ugly scenario.
5: Yeah, uh, just because this schedule sets up very well for Iowa when you consider yes. that the first four games of the year are at Kinnick Stadium. Um, you know, they have a chance to go 4-0. I don't know that they will, but they have a chance, given that all four games are at Kinnick. But if they stub their toe against Northern or Iowa State and then lose to Wisconsin, you know, human nature, it's going to get messy.
2: Tom, a lot of rumors going on right now, not just uh, what what happened with the rest that we know about, but also about Iowa safety, Brandon Steiner. He had an OWI back in December before the bowl game, working his way back from a second ACL tear. But there's some questions about what's happening with him. Is he going to be part of this Iowa football team? all rumblings right now. What have you heard and what can you tell us?
5: And well, what we do know is that, um, you know, his uh, his family confirmed this, uh, that he's meeting with, uh, meeting with Kirk Ferentz today, the family is. So I think we'll, you know, maybe get some, some further uh, information, maybe today, maybe tomorrow on, uh, you know, what Brandon's plans are. Uh, Beyond that, it's just, you know, at this point, we don't have enough information to, you know, go with a whole lot of reporting. Other than, um, you know, just that there's something going on, and he's going to have to be with, uh, meet with meet with uh, Kirk and his family, meet with Kirk, and they'll figure things out.
1: Tom, it's always good when we catch up with you, pal. Have a great week. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, guys. There you go, Tom Kagert, Hawkeye Report, latest on the Hawks. Trump, we got a little breaking news in Major League Baseball. Uh, apparently, the Chicago Cubs and the Tampa Bay Rays have come to a deal, and the Cubs are going to get Chris Archer, the pitcher from Tampa, in exchange for Hap and two minor leaguers now we know darvish isn't going to be on the mound right away and we saw what happened with chatwood so look they had interest in archer before right
2: yeah well he's a guy that was with their organization back in the day before he became a major leaguer. so there's been that connection and this one uh strikes me as a little bit odd after Going out, getting Cole Hamels. Uh, they got some salary relief from the Rangers. That was certainly good news for the Cubs. But Chris Archer, great name, great stuff, at least early in his career. Mm-hmm. He's not the same guy he once was, though, at least what I have seen out of him this year. Can he get that back? Is that something where he's going to be able to you know, bounce back this season and all of a sudden be a guy that can – be uh, a number two, number three on a good playoff team. I'm not so sure. I, I This is one that comes as a surprise to me. Where do you sit?
1: I I, I thought that they were going to be in the DeGrom sweepstakes, but maybe the price of that was, like, way too high. Mm-hmm. So this was the, the thing that they wanted to do. Um. I don't know. I I if you get good Chris Archer, it's it's a good deal. If you get just an okay Chris Archer, which you're kind of uh, referencing right now, that he hasn't been himself with what you saw early in his career, that are they just filling the gap because Darvish can't pitch?
2: Last 3 years, ERA is 4.31 this year for Chris Archer. 4.07 the year before, and 4.02 in 20, uh, 2016. Now, the good news is his FIP. And, Jimmy B., I know you struggle with some of these acronyms, so I'll help you out here. That is Okay, thank you. That is Fielding Independent Pitching. That is taking away defense, what happens behind. If you have a major league average defense basically behind you, what your ERA should be. His numbers line up that they should be better than what the actual ERA has the last three years. That's good news. Strikeout totals, 233 two years ago, 249 last year. This season, his strikeout per nine is down. And the next thing I want to look at here is velocity. That That's another one that I wonder about, is what his velocity is. So let me do a little Google search, and uh, you filibuster as you may, Jimmy B. <laughs> I can do that.
1: So, we are coming back, everybody. We have uh, Todd Haslip coming up next. Sporting news on the National Football League. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
0: Northwest Urbandale Drive. Look for a few pop-up showers around early this evening, then becoming partly cloudy and mild overnight. Low of 62. Partly cloudy, mainly dry Tuesday with a high of 84, and it warms up to 88 by Wednesday. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Sponsored by your locally owned Domino's. Introducing Domino's Hotspots. Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more. Not at home, not a problem. Visit domino's.com for details on Domino's Hotspots. Hey, golfers! Golf headquarters, 2900 University Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines, is having its annual July $500,000 liquidation sale. Golf headquarters needs room for new fall merchandise. Titleist Pro V1 reloads $19.99 a dozen. Cleveland wedges $79.99 while they last. Odyssey Pro Putter on special for $99.99. Golf Headquarters golf clothing all on sale, 20-60% to 60% off. Golf bags starting $69.99. Callaway X-Irons now $398. Golf Headquarters July blowout starts now, in stock only. But Joy Superlight Golf Shoe On closeout for $58. Ladies Adidas now $49.99. Precision range finder at $148. Lowest price ever. TaylorMade golf balls only $14. Don't forget that Golf Headquarters does launch monitor club fitting and it's free with purchase. Check out their 5-star Google fitting reviews. Golf Headquarters $2900 university avenue clock tower square half a million dollar july blowout starts now in stock only come early and get the best selection of closeout merchandise golf headquarters july blowout starts now call 255 4433 for a fitting time audible has one of the hottest deals of summer for amazon prime members and there's still time to catch it join audible for just 4.95 a month for your first three months you'll get one credit a month good for any audiobook like jk rowling's harry potter and the sorcerer's stone or Stephen King's The Outsider. Exchange any you don't like. Explore the world's largest selection of audiobooks and save over 65%. This incredible Amazon Prime member offer ends tomorrow. Get it now at audible.com prime. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun. out in the sun. Here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org.
2: Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a New Leaf with New Leaf Wellness.
0: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR.
2: Time to turn our attention over to the NFL as we get ready. We will have actual games this week. Yeah, the preseason, but there's still games. Excited for that. And Tad Haslov joins us right now from the Sporting News as we talk NFL with him. Tad, what's going on?
4: How's it going, guys? Good to hear from you.
2: Good to hear from you, too, and uh, excited to talk, obviously, about the nuts and bolts, what's going on. A lot of injuries early in camp, seemingly as there is each and every year. But I'm going to start at a spot where both you and I, something we like to talk about, uniforms. <laughs> uniforms, oh, something oh, very man. important, Jim. Jim, this is important. So yeah, I know. I give, know what give, it is. Give Tad and myself a little opportunity okay. here. Okay. <laughs> and the Jets will be getting new uniforms in 2019. Now we saw the Rams; they're getting rid of that monstrosity with the white helmet, <laughs> with the white ram on it, and uh, the the blue kind of. It just it didn't work last year as they were trying to evolve. They'll have new new uniforms coming. In the coming years, but the Jets, with a beautiful color scheme, are going to get new unis. No mock-up yet. No leaks of anything. What would be Tad the perfect New York Jets uniform?
4: Well, first of all, shameless plug here. We have a uniform, an NFL uniform ranking at Sporting's coming out next week. So just you know, just want to preview that a little bit. But I I say that because the Jets were low on this ranking because we just, I mean, these, I mean, I think most people agree these uniforms are outdated. I think you mentioned they have a great color scheme, and they do. But I'm wondering if they could bring back maybe that Kelly green, that that lighter shade mm-hmm. of green. Maybe incorporate the actual Jet logo they used to have, like in the 70s and 80s. That was really cool. Instead of just a, a white circle that says Jets, you know how original is that? Like, there's a lot of cool things they could do with these uniforms, and they don't necessarily have to look as old school as they have uh, because of like like it can still be basic yet modern you know it doesn't have to be you know something too boring but it doesn't have to be something too fancy either and I think that's the direction the Jets go because like you said I do really like the color scheme there's a lot of potential there um, I really like the all white Jets uniforms they had when they had the color I thought those were really cool so you know maybe something like that I-, I don't know but it's like you said it was just if you're a Jets fan we have multiple Jets fans who work with us in sporting news and they're all super excited to get these uniforms because they wanted them too so I imagine a lot of the fan base is ready for this <laughs>
2: I'm with you on the Kelly Green. I think that's the right avenue to go. And we'll talk more about this probably uh after you put out the article <laughs> at Sporting News talking about the new uniforms. All right, Jim, get into the real football yes. talk.
1: I'm good with that because I figured the next thing Trent was going to break out that he wears tidy whiteies and, and not uh and not long underwear. No, that's, All a, right, that's a terrible look, go.
2: Jim. No, no, I would never do anything <laughs> like that. <laughs>
1: Here we go, Dad. All right. Um, yes, there yes, there you go. Are the are the Chargers now in Los Angeles, still hard for me to separate that. Um are they gonna are they gonna bring Antonio Gates back with all the tight end injuries that they have? Or I know they're talking. What what do your sources say?
4: Well, I it's a very I don't have any sources saying they're going to, but it, it just makes sense. All the sense in the world, right, for them to do this. Now they have some some young guys that they've signed recently, Cole Hunt, Ben Johnson, but like it, it just makes all the sense in the world. I mean, this is an organization there <laughs> that he's very familiar with. Obviously, a quarterback he's very familiar with. It would be as seamless of a transition as you can possibly have. Now, um, Antonio Gates seems willing to do it. Uh, it might be one of those things where you know there's no need to rush into this, right? Like because if he's signed, he's going to be accepted to show up at camp immediately and. You know, it's an older body, and there's not not necessarily a need for him to to be in camp now. I know that there's some new offensive schemes they're working through, so maybe they want to just do that, and maybe he could have some light walkthrough practices. Then it would make sense to sign him earlier. But I think there's just no rush here. You know, I, I think the Chargers, I think the Chargers like what they have generally. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, that's just kind of a bit of a no brainer there, right? If you need to bring in a tight end, and you have Antonio Gates out there, who's still willing to play for you, and you are the Chargers, especially on a team that well, it's a pretty good team. Like, this could be the best team in that division. And, uh, you know, they could be on a deep playoff run, and Antonio Gates presumably would want to be a part of that. So even if it doesn't happen in the preseason uh, or even early in the regular season, if you see other injuries, then I would, you know, basically the more injuries you get in Los Angeles, that's weird for me to say, too, um, the more likely you are to see uh, Antonio return.
2: So, Tad, this is the time of year where people are making ridiculous statements and talk about teams, making big jumps up. Everybody's taking their shot, including the Cleveland Browns. 0-16, Hugh 1-31 in his career as a Cleveland Browns head coach. They're going to be better. It's impossible for them to be worse. You can't be worse than 0-16. But how much better? This This playoff talk, they're going to be a big buzz team. They're going to be on hard knocks. That's going to get even more people excited here. Is the love going a little bit too far here or are you a believer? Not a playoff team, but we're going to see substantial improvement out of Cleveland. Well, I think
4: this this reminds me of a conversation we had earlier in the offseason talking about I think I believe it was right after the draft talking about the talent Cleveland has on this roster versus the product that you're getting on the field and and I think I mentioned that, and I'll say it again. I'm, I'm not a film junkie, but I know a lot of people in this, in this industry who are, and they place all the blame on Hugh Jackson and the coaching staff. Um, so with that said, look, look, you look up and down this roster, it's young in certain places, yes, but the talent is undeniable. I mean, it, it, it's kind of silly how, how good they are at certain spots, especially now that they have a wide receiver. It, it's just crazy if they're able to get Josh Gordon to play. So if they don't – I think I said this then, too – if they don't win five, six, seven games that's a failure, in my opinion, even in that division. I mean, this is a division where, in theory, they can beat Cincinnati. They could maybe even steal a game from Pittsburgh, who is is you know, kind of teetering a little bit. I'm not saying Pittsburgh's going to drop off this year, but they're kind of one of those teams kind of flirting on the edge. And Baltimore, you're not really sure what you're going to get from. So in this division, uh, with the talent Cleveland has, I think it's totally reasonable to expect them to flirt with seven or eight wins. I really do. Um, and you have a quarterback situation now. Where you almost can't go wrong. Tyrod Taylor is going to play well. If he doesn't play well enough, if there's some sputtering, you have a guy in Baker Mayfield that they're very, very excited about, and they should not be, you know, worried about putting Baker in there if they have to too early. Now they don't want to rush it. You know, if Tyrod's playing well and there's no reason to make a change and Baker's not ready, fine. Uh, but if Baker proves he's ready, there's no reason he can't go in. So uh, just with, like I said, with the amount of talent on this roster, like I said, young talent. Uh, Jarrell Peppers coming back is going to be big for them. They signed Demarius Randall, So the the secondary is looking good now to match what they had on the front seven. Uh, It's a good team. So, yeah, I, I think the hype is real.
1: I'm really curious just about the overall status of training camps. Everybody is open and operating right now. And we're seeing an injury almost every day, sometimes two every day. And sometimes they're not even in contact at all. It just all of a sudden happens. That was evidence today uh, when a Carolina Panther defensive back broke his leg. Uh, I, I thought the training camps were supposed to be like a country club. That <laughs> they, they weren't supposed to be going through all those hardcore drills. What's going on here?
4: Well, I, I mean, Coach Ron Rivera, I was at Panthers camp today, and, and I didn't see that happen, but I heard about what happened. He... he tripped basically over a guy who was already had already fallen on the ground. It was kind of one of those freak accidents. And Ron Rivera, after practice, said, Hey, look, guys, this is the nature of the sport. I mean, there's not really a whole lot we can do about it. We can we can try to protect the players as much as possible, not only with the rules that we've implemented, but, but how we practice every day. But freak injuries are still going to come. And, and I think, and this is just a theory of mine, I, this could be nuts, but the way that the game has changed now uh, the, the game is more lateral, and you need a lot of lateral quickness, side to side movements. So when players are practicing that, you know they're they're bending their knees, and you know they're they're changing directions very quickly. And that's why I think you're seeing more of these ACL injuries, maybe some ankle injuries. Uh, those are a little bit more common now than they used to be, and that's my theory as to why. Because those skills, those talents, are more important now than they used to be. But yeah, I mean, just in general, like. I, I realize training camp isn't what it used to be. I mean, you used to have two a days. Now these guys only practice, you know, for two or three hours a day, and they get breaks in between after every five or six days. Uh, but still, I mean, these are very massive human beings hitting each other, and they're going full contact, full speed all the time uh, because these are guys out here trying to make roster spots. I mean, you have 90-man rosters out there right now, and then only 63 of them are going to be on the team. So there's a lot of competition. Uh, and with that and the nature of the sport, you're going to get the injuries. Like I said, it's not what it used to be. Um, but it's you're still going to get them. It's inevitable, and it's unfortunate. It's a reality, and you're going to get more in the preseason, too. It's going to happen. I think, if you recall last season, throughout the whole year, you could make an all-pro team with the amount of guys who got hurt. Uh, and I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but I'm saying we can't be surprised about it because it's just the nature of it.
2: Ted, final thing for me. I'll let Jim finish up with you here. There's uh, always a few teams that take a big step back. Talked about a team maybe taking a leap forward in Cleveland. Who's the team that most people are picking to win the division, be a playoff team that you're not a believer in here at the end of July?
4: Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Um, well, the whole NFC South is really difficult to predict because last year you had you had three teams. You had, right, you had the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Saints, who were all within a game of each other at the end. Um, I would expect one of those teams to drop off. Um, if I had to guess which one, it might be the Panthers simply because the, the Falcons and Saints are just so complete roster-wise. Their depth is insane. The talent at the top is insane. I, I would fear less about them and maybe more about the Panthers, and that's just a, a very, very difficult division. And another one, and I, I hesitate to say this team, but the Super Bowl champion Eagles went on an amazing run last year, mm-hmm. and they could do it again, but that division isn't that bad. I mean, Dallas is a pretty good football team still. I, they've had deal suspensions injuries in the past couple of years. Uh, the New York Giants are a very interesting team this year too, i Another team, I'm not really sure what exactly to expect from. I mean, you have a new coaching staff, a lot of new offensive changes, uh, repatting of the defense, and, of course, the Redskins with Alex Smith. You don't know what you're going to get with them either. So the, the Eagles, they have to be careful here. If, if there's a couple key injuries, and, again, every conversation you have in the preseason about the football season, you have to you know realize injuries could totally change everything. So if you're the Eagles, I think you hope Carson Wentz is able to come back from his torn ACL strong. Right, and and you hope that they kind of just pick up where they left off defensively, but they're going to have guys nipping on their heels, is is what I'm saying. So uh, they have the target on their back. If you want to use the old cliche for the Super Bowl champions, Um, so that's another team that I would watch out for. Just says, hey, you guys, just you know, keep the intensity up because that's a hungry division, uh, and there's a lot of talent in that
5: division.
1: Before the regular season ends, and we'll end on this will the National Football League have some sort of anthem rule in place, or should they just be smart and just not do anything and just shut up about (laughs) it, and it probably will just go away by itself?
4: (laughs) Well, it's too late for that. If they wanted to just shut up and not do anything about it, that's what they should have done from the very beginning, Just say, yeah, look, we understand some people are are not going to like this, but it's within our rules, you know, we suggest, we don't require it, and you know these players are you know they're able to protest these what they want, but they didn't do that. The, the league decided something had to be done. Something needs to be done. The league owners decided that a long time ago, and now they're kind of stuck in this position where they feel like they have to do something. I, I don't know that you're right. They might not have to do something, but they feel like they do. Uh, so, with that said, I, I do think that there will be some sort of agreement on a policy, and I do not think that policy will be taken well. Uh, by fans or media or players. Uh, I think it's, it's probably going to be a disaster because the league has backed itself into a corner where there's no way to make everyone happy. Instead of making somebody happy, the league in the last two years has managed to make everybody mad. <laughs> so I, I don't really see a way, unless you're right, unless they were to just say, forget it, you know, it's going to happen. These protests are going to peter out because they had petered out anyway until we decided to, you know, rekindle the flame. Um, <laughs> it's, it's probably going to be pretty ugly. So it's, Again, like it has been the last two years, this will probably be a talking point for at least the first half of the season. And in the last two years, they it's it kind of died off. I mean, we've actually been able to get back to football, which is what the league wants. But the league getting it in its own way and implementing these policies and, and reacting in the way that it's reacted. They're keeping this in the news stream, and it really could have just gone away if they wanted it to. But it, again, that's uh, that's not what they did.
2: Tad, excellent conversation as always. Thank you so much, and uh, start working on those mock up for the new Jets jerseys.
4: <laughs> we got you. We'll have it ready for you next week, Trent.
2: Sounds good. Tad Haslip joining us from the Sporting News. Find him on Twitter, at Tad Haslip, as we come to an end of our number one Jimmy B. Pose it to you, same question that I had for Tad. You got a mm-hmm. team that was a division winner last year, somebody that many people are expecting to be good that you're not as high on this year? I, I would
1: – did Carolina win the division or did they get in as a wild card?
2: They were a wild card. The Saints were the division
1: okay. winner. Okay. Oh, Saints were the division winner. Okay. Um, I'm going to go, and you just mentioned it, I'm going to go with the Saints. I I just have this feeling that they're they're going to be exciting, but they're not going to win games like they did last year. So that's if you were going to ask me a division winner, now they still might make the playoffs as a wild card, but I think somebody else out of that division is going to win the division title.
2: I'm looking at the L.A. Rams. Last year, came out of wow. nowhere, Golf in his second year. That roster is very good. But Donald's sitting out. He's looking for the new contract. I don't think Seattle's going to be good. I don't think the 49ers no. are going to be good enough to win the division. I'm taking a look at maybe Arizona, though, with David Johnson back, ready to go for the Cardinals. Sam Bradford comes in, a quarterback. You got Rosen sitting there behind him and a defense that had a lot of injuries last year. That might be one I'm keeping an eye on a little bit more as the Rams regressing from that uh, big jump forward last year. But we got plenty of time to get into that, Jim. We'll get the time out here. Back with more on the other side. It's Jimmy B and TC.